0: The Money Show. Small business. With Pablo Fatidis. Pablo Fatidis is uh, trying to tell us how to create a 100 million rand business over five years. And then he took a break last no. week. And then you, you broke my heart. No, no, no. no. 20 years, Bruce. 20, 20 years. Oh, I thought it was five years. I thought you had ambition. Look at me. Um, Okay, 20, <laughs> 20 years. Uh, but it's been so long since I last spoke to you, you see, um, that I... I, I forget. Um, so just bring us up to speed, please, just because we missed last week, in terms of the first layer, and then we'll get on to layer number two, in terms of getting to this big, hairy, audacious goal of yours, of a hundred million rand business within 20
1: years. Absolutely 20 years. Absolutely possible, and I'm seeing it time and time and time again. So, what we decided to do is talk to the process of building a business from starter. And then the first five years, the next five years, more or less, would be your scale up. The following five years in the fourth piece or the third piece would be where you ramp up and accelerate your growth. And the final five years, because it takes time to build a business and lock in its value to secure that kind of exit, are the final five years. That is the value up. And Bruce, what we said is that a business that will be able to achieve this has five layers built in sequence, one atop the next. The first layer was positioning. And that argument was all around, why do you exist? What makes your business special in the eyes and the experience of your customers? And right around the environment that I'm working in, I'm constantly seeing and still seeing after all this time, when a business supplies a product, it will argue the features of the product. And yet when you look around, you see that that business is competing with five, ten thousand 10,000 similar businesses who are all arguing the exact same feature. It's not what positioning is about. Positioning is about saying, let me not be greedy. Let me understand what industry I'm playing in. Let me look at the universe of all clients and customers that make up the industry. And then let me niche and find three or four slivers of clients who have the same problem emerging in the same way that my product can solve. And instead of saying, I define my business by the features of my product, let me rather say, I define my business by those three or four niche little slices of customers who are similar in their behavior around how my product can solve their problem and how they wish to learn about me how they wish to be engaged about me, and when they do become customers, how they wish to be serviced by me. That was positioning, layer one. Okay, got you. So then then talk about-
0: you love your systems. We know you love your systems. Now, at what point do you start introducing the systems? Because if we're building this in, in five sort of four-year chunks or four, five-year chunks or whatever, we can't be waiting for five years to start building systems. That's going to drive you mad.
1: No, it's not. You, you have to start almost immediately because, you know, I'll give you a, a great case in point. Just yesterday, I met a business owner who's been 40 years in the saddle and his business specializes in laying bricks. So he organizes. he organizes what are called gangs and a gang is made up of three people, two bricklayers. And one poor individual who does all the mixing of the cement and throws the bricks up to the bricklayers along with the cement so that the machine can go and they can lay a very large number of bricks in a day. And depending on the building site that he enters onto, he will organize a gang or three gangs or seven gangs to get the job done on time. What was so interesting about this individual the,
0: but so is, interesting, I'm sorry, not, what's so interesting about this is that there is a business in doing that.
1: Completely. Huh? As a, as a niche niche area of specialisation. And and Bruce, what's fascinating about it is laying a brick is not just simply laying a brick, because it might be a baked brick, it might be a cast brick, it might be a rock hewn brick. And your ability to lay these bricks in a fashion that works with the architect's vision of what the home or the building looks like is really, really important. And building companies don't want to employ a whole bunch of bricklayers and have them stand by until they achieve, you know, from project to project to project. Because there might be gaps in the project. And if there are big gaps, they're paying bricklayers who are sitting by idly, and it erodes any profit that any building company might make. So they outsource this particular function. Now, what was interesting is this individual has just brought his son and daughter into the business. The son is 19. The daughter is 21. She has gone to do a, a technical degree in construction management, specifically focusing on quantity surveying. So a quantity surveyor is the person who looks at a plan of, for example, a home, and quantifies how many bricks would be needed and what kinds of bricks would be needed to bring that uh, architectural diagram to life. The son is becoming a bricklaying apprentice, and he is busy going through a process where he is learning how to uh, manage bricks, lay bricks, organize bricks, and this father, who's approaching 60, has his eyes on having his kids take over the business. And when I said to him, how are you going to get that job done? Because you have activities on site and you have activities in the office. The office is all about finding the work, quantifying the work, costing the work, winning the work. On site, it's all about delivering the work. And Bruce, he turned around and he said to me, in the same way I was taught by my father. And I said, Sean, how are you taught? And he said, my father grabbed me by the ear me onto the first building site that I ever walked onto, and he had hoped that through osmosis, he would be able to transfer the skills, experience, and knowledge for me to build and continue the business. It didn't work, because that that business was a business that centered on general construction, and the business he's in today is a specialist bricklaying business. And then he turned around and he said, well, how do I get this done? And Bruce, I said to him, you have to build a system of delivery. It's essential. And the way that you start from the get-go is you need to start when you're building your business, looking at all the activities you perform and start listing them and noting them down. It is the first five years of getting those lists right around how you Market your business to your customers, how when they engage with you, you take them through a process of building their confidence that you can deliver the work. That's what selling is. And when they eventually come on board, what is the process? What are the activities? What are the checklists that you need to build to make sure that you deliver the service as you promised? It takes five years to figure those checklists out. And that's the first five years of the starter period in building your system of delivery.
0: But again, you know, starting up, and I mean, you wrote the book on starting up, scaling up, and, and, and all of those sorts of things. And it is important to, again, start with the end in mind. I think it's one of your favorite things. And, and understand what it's going to have to look like at some point in the future, right?
1: Absolutely right. Because once you've got those lists in play, you are a quarter of the way there. Eventually, at that point in time, you're now getting money coming in consistently because you positioned your business smartly and successfully. You are now finding yourself working 13, 14, 15 hours a day because it's you who, are, who is managing all the activities to market the business, all the activities to sell and get clients on board and all the activities to then deliver that service. And that's when you move to the next phase. And the next phase is where you scale up, scaling up is where you get your team and you identify those individuals in your team who've got potential and you give them those checklists on how they must go about marketing the business, how they must go about signing and securing clients and how they must go about delivering the service to those clients. If you think about what those checklists really are, Bruce, they're just activities that get put into a sequence that create a measured outcome. It's the very, very, very early stage of effective delegation. And to get that right takes time because most of us in business think that we are delegating by issuing instructions to our team to get a job done. Effective delegation needs to be how you get the job done rather than just get the job done. And how you get the job done is going to be specified in those activities that make up the system to find new clients, the system to convert those clients into customers, and the system to deliver on your promise. It is undoubtedly the biggest challenge, that scale-up process, because if you don't get it right and you continue to succeed in the market, your 13, 14 hours of work turns into 15, 16 hours of work. And the amount of burnout I see, Bruce, eroding and destroying value is profound right across the board. It's because we don't get the scale of peace right.
0: Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator, absolutely pivotal in building your 100 million rand business over 20 years, is to have all of the building blocks in place, Pavlo. And, you know, going slow, steady, and at rocket speed at the same time, I suppose, because, you know, you make a mistake in the early stages, it's a bit like dropping a stitch in knitting. It ruins the entire plan.
1: It really does. It undoes it all. Because if you get to a point where you're really gunning it in the market and getting a great response, those good customer experiences that you wanted to consistently deliver, which aren't supported by systems that your team run and operate, one, two, three, five, 15, 20 turn into bad customer experiences. And the five, 10, 15, 20 years of strain, effort, risk, and love that you've put into your business gets unpicked. That was a great analogy, Bruce.
0: Look at that. Pavlo Fatidis, founder at Auric Business Accelerator. Small business every Thursday.